Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Content Pros Podcast. Randy and I are really excited today to be joined by Sangram Vajray. Thanks, Chris. It's Randy here. Sangram, thanks so much for taking the time. Those who don't know Sangram, you probably have come across some of the content he's put out there on the web over the last number of years, especially if you're a B2B marker. Sangram was uh, head of marketing at Pardot, uh, now part of Salesforce for a number of years. But these days, it's it's pretty hard to, to turn without finding content from his company, Terminus, where they're, they've got a great campaign we'll learn about today. Uh, Sangram, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about Terminus and uh, eventually we'll definitely get into Flip My Funnel. Sure. Well, Chris and Randy, thank you so much for having me. Super excited about uh, doing a podcast with you guys. I've been following you guys for a while. Uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, Terminus. We are a full-on account-based marketing platform. Um, you know, I know it sounds very crazy uh, these days. If you haven't heard about account-based marketing, it's like, well, are you really in B2B marketing? So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something that's out there. Everybody's talking about it. It's almost like the next wave of marketing automation. So it really feels good um, that I was part of the MarTech stack when marketing automation was something really new. Everybody wanted to understand what it is. And now account-based marketing is exactly where it was like marketing automation was seven years ago. So it really feels like deja vu. Um, it's, it's great. It's, uh, Terminus is all about helping marketers get your message proactively in front of uh, your decision makers in those companies anywhere they are, online, which is through mobile, social, display, video, um, or offline, even direct mail. Um, and we kind of track everything and give you analytics at the account level so you know that you're doing everything you can to, to influence that account uh, and move it through different stages of the sales cycle. So that's pretty much what Terminus does. Before we jump into Flip My Funnel, I wanted to ask you one very specific question around account-based marketing. Because I think when most B2B marketers hear that, there's this initial fear of scale. And, you know, how do we identify the right accounts? How many accounts do we start with? How do we produce unique content for specific accounts versus just doing one size fits all. So what would you say to ease the fears of marketers who maybe haven't done account-based marketing, but really want to start? All right. So let me first add more fear uh, to the whole thing. So the fear, the really, the reason I co-founded Terminus was because, you know, Forrester put out a great stat out there, which is something that I think every B2B marketer should put in front of them or paint it on a wall or something. So it gives them like creeps, uh, which is, less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. And that is a very horrific kind of stat because if less than 1% of the leads turn into customer, that itself means that we are not targeting the right people um, and we are spending too much time filtering through 
to find out if these are the right people, if these are the right companies, if these are the right personas, and are they ready to buy? And by the time you're done, you've spent even more money to kind of identify the best fit accounts uh, through the filtering process. So I think marketers, because of the advent of content marketing and so easy it is to send so many emails every single day, uh, and, and we're creating so much content out there that getting number of leads has never been easy, but finding the right or the best fit contact or company to focus on has been the real uh, challenge for marketers. So that stat is why we you know, co-founded uh, Terminus. So to answer your question more specifically about how do you get started, there are tons of great companies out there. Uh, and I will literally give, you know, list them out for you. It's like LinkedIn Navigator is one. Uh, you can use that. Or DataFox, DataNize, DiscoverOrg. There are like so many group. like there, you know, you can look at Scott Brinker's stack um, or you can even download it, uh, one from flipmyfunnel.com. Um, and you would see a, a condensed stack of all the data providers that give you prescriptive data, which is give me a list of companies that match this criteria. And if you are targeting, let's say, uh, financial services companies and you're targeting uh, Fortune 500 financial services companies, you literally put that information in there and you will get a list of companies that match that criteria. So I feel B2B is like yellow pages. You gotta know which companies you want to go after because it's only a finite list of companies that can potentially be your best fit customers. Uh, you, you shouldn't have to go after everyone. So there are data sets and very cheaply available list of companies that you can get. Once you get those list of companies, now you have the more marketing uh, portion of it, which is how do I find these people, uh, people in these companies that care about my problem and put my message in front of them. And that's where Terminus comes in play. But finding the right companies, it, it couldn't be more easier than than what we have right now. Sangram, that's great. And you know, some people may have listened to a podcast that Chris and I did a, a couple weeks back with Scott Brinker, where we talked about that landscape and you know, thinking about the stack. And it, it's interesting when you describe some of those tools. So many of those tools are part of you know my team stack here at Uberflip. We've you know we use Sales Navigator, we use Datanize, as you talked about. And you know, I know you're not going to push your product too hard today, but we just bought Terminus too. So uh, definitely, you know, you, the, the opportunity to keep getting more sophisticated in this space is is really exciting. Um, but, you know, without going too deep on ABM today, because you know, I feel like Chris and I have talked to so many people these days, and to your point, it's such a big wave, ABM, so we, we do talk a lot about it. What I'd love to do is, is talk more from a content perspective of how you're running your business, yeah. and one of the things that I've just become so jealous about, I mean, like, I, I, I forward so many emails over that you're sending out, so much stuff I'm coming across on the web, I'm sending to my team to be like, you know, Sangram and his team are killing it with this flip my funnel idea. So maybe you can take us back to the beginning of, of how this idea started and explain to people what it became. All right. So I'll be on my soapbox for the next uh, three to four minutes, I guess. Um, so I've, uh, I went to Scott Brinker's uh, conference a year ago. Uh, and I saw Scott and Jill Raleigh and a lot of folks kind of speaking. That's was I literally walked by. And I think, Randy, maybe we met uh, over there for the first time um, at the MarTech conference. And it was fascinating for me. I just wanted to get the lay of the land. No booth, no nothing. Just meeting people, attending sessions for a change as opposed to standing by booths and stuff. 
and, and just absorbing it. And well, I was fascinated by the idea that Jill Raleigh, who is a social selling queen, if you don't know her, you should definitely listen to her. She was speaking at a marketing technology conference. That blew my mind. And I, I, was, I kept, and that puzzled me because like, why is a salesperson uh, speaking at a technology conference uh, for marketers? Um, and I listened to her, I met her, and, and I, there was a long flight from San Francisco back to Atlanta. Uh, where we are based out of, and I had two drunk people right sitting next to me. That is a great motivation to come up with great ideas, to put your headphones in and do something on your own. They were like all about crazy stuff. But anyway, I lo- I literally took a piece of napkin and, and drew the funnel because it's like, okay, we need to do this. How do we do this? How, what tools do I look at? I was inspired by you know Scott Brinker's bigger stack that he put out there a year ago. And then I looked at it and said, that you know, this is crazy. There's no way in hell I can figure out all the different tools I want because there's just so many of them. And this funnel, the top-down funnel, which is everybody knows this funnel, right? Which is very broad at the top and skinny at the bottom, which is get as many leads as you can and then you get few customers. That just kind of, you know, made me go puke pretty much. So what I did was I literally flipped my napkin and turned it. Like if it has to be a funnel, what if I just flipped it? And I flipped it and I drew my own funnel, which is, again, very much like, you know, a cone shaped, right? As opposed to a, to a martini glass. Now, now it's more of a cone, um, which is starts at identify as the first step, which is let's identify the best fit customers. And we just talked through so many amazing tools that are there, prescriptive and predictive, that can just help you identify the right company that you want to go after. Great. I know what tools to get. And that was really the big incentive for me. So I flipped it and started with identify. Second was expand. All right, within these companies, I don't need to put my message in front of everyone. I just need to put my message in front of everyone who are the decision makers and influencers. So I created a next step in it called expand. Then I created a third step. All right, now that I know the right people and the right companies, I need to now do my marketing job, which is to put my message in front of these people on their terms um, through either online or offline or whatever it might be. And the final step was step was advocate. So identify, expand, engage, advocate, and you can check it out on flipmyfunnel.com. What I did was I wrote a blog about it, and that blog kind of went viral in some sort on LinkedIn, and I didn't even put it on Terminus because I wasn't sure. I just put it up because just, you know, one night I just wrote it up, Um, and it went viral. I got 200, 300 Twitter, LinkedIn messages saying, this is great. How do we do this? This funnel hasn't been challenged for a decade and a half. This is great. How do we do this flip my funnel thing? And my answer was, I don't know. Like, I just think this is cool. So uh, what I ended up doing really was put a conference together here in Atlanta. And mind you, this is like fourth, this is my fourth month into starting a startup. So I didn't really, we didn't have like, like we had like 10, 15 customers. So we didn't have budget or anything like that. Um, so, so putting a conference is a, is a crazy thing as we all know, but it was great. We had 15 sponsors who all believed in the idea. I'm like, look, I'm ready to put a conference together if you would sponsor it. And I had, we had 15 sponsors, so it was all paid for. And I brought in the best and the brightest people like Jill Raleigh and, um, Megan Eisenberg from MongoDB. And I called like Megan Hewer from Serious Decisions, like everyone I thought understood uh, or is way smarter than I am and talk about this idea of challenging the status quo. And they all came and spoke at the conference uh, and it was great. And and we didn't even talk about Terminus. And that really started to make things happen for us because 
people were excited about the idea and the problem we were solving. And we were solving a very, very clear problem and we had a philosophy behind it. So that's kind of started the movement. So we kind of took that conference. We went to Boston, Chicago, San Francisco. And now we're going to go to Austin again and, and Boston and, and come back to Atlanta. Um, so we're doing a full day conference for it. We started a Slack community, which is now the kind of very, very active Slack community of like both marketing and sales professionals who want to just talk about how do you how do you do different things and better and smarter things um, around ABM uh, because it's it's not about just doing demand generation. It is it goes across the customer journey, upsell, cross sell, land and expand and air cover. So it's everything um, what what we could be doing. And and furthermore, we every time we do this conference, we record every single session and then turn that into a one day virtual summit that brings in like tens of thousands of people to come and attend. So it it has just become a way for us to make sure we're talking to the right people. We're not trying to talk to everyone. We're not trying to be in front of everyone. We're just trying to be in front of people who deeply care about solving this, uh, addressing the stat of changing the stat of. Uh, less than 1% turning into customers into taking an account-based approach and saying, let's just focus on the right accounts. Let's just get in front of the right people. And the offline events to online Slack community to virtual summit and you know has been really the cornerstone and the growth engine uh, for Terminus. Well, Singram, I'm curious. As marketers, we do not have a shortage of buzzwords or <laughs> things that are perceived as fluff. And I, I hear a lot of people talking about customer experience. And we talk about that a ton at Oracle Marketing Cloud, too. And it's a, a big tenet of what we're trying to accomplish. But for those who may brush that off and think that that's just some slick thing that executives like to say now, and it's kind of the new buzzword, how would you explain customer experience? And more specifically, what should marketers be doing around customer experience? Oh, that's a that's a great question. So one, as a CMO of the company, which is my other job as, outside of being a co-founder, I have customer success reporting to me. And that would, that's because I, want, I feel like every marketer should own, and they own it. They just don't know. They may not have the title. If they're waiting for a title, it's too late. Don't wait for a title and anything like that. At the end of the day, these customers are online, are talking about stuff. And as marketing team, we have access to all this information. We are the glue to everything that's happening in the organization, pre-sales even and, and post-sales. So instead of just being an acquisition engine, we need to be more of an exper- experience engine. Like We believe that majority of our new customers are coming because of our existing customers are talking about us everywhere they go. Um, and that has become our acquisition engine through through our advocates, our customers, and things like that. So I feel like customer experience is definitely not a buzzword, but what customer experience is, it's it's very poorly defined for most organizations. The way we define at um, at at Terminus is customer experience is is at the end of the day customer success. Um, that are we doing everything we possibly can to make sure that our customers and people who come and attend conferences like Flip My Funnel are successful. And that success criteria could be different. It's not about turning a, a sale or a closed one deal. What I learned is you can, and, and this is something I, you know, I want to make sure I stress about it uh, a little bit. Um, we can turn, well, I learned this and I didn't think that this was possible before, but through Flip My Funnel, I think it was very obvious we learned that we could turn our prospects who are not our customers into our advocates. 
So we could pretty much skip the step of having them as our customers because they will be our customers when the time is right, when they have the budget, when whatever might be the reason they're not customers today. But you, we, we as marketers have the ability to turn our prospects, the companies that, and the people that, that we want, we know are going to be our best fit customers tomorrow, into advocates way before they become our customers. And I think that is a new way of thinking about it. And that's customer experience because the experience that we gave them through the sales process, through talking about or addressing the problem or creating the right kind of content that kind of helps them solve that problem over and over again in their organization, that has become the way we need to think about customer experiences. Like what experience are we giving them every day in every email, in every touch point, on every conference, online and offline, turning prospects into advocates is by far, I think, the most important job we as marketers need to be doing. Well, you know, uh, Sangam, I, I love anytime anyone's talking about experience because that's, that's a big part of what we talk about at, at my company. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll put in a, a quick shameless plug about an event that we have later this year. I know you guys are great in, at events, and I'd love to, to dig into that in a minute. But we have an event happening in Toronto at the end of August called the Uberflip Experience. And uh, if you're interested in understanding how content is powering that entire buyer journey through better experiences, I encourage people to take a look at, at spending some time in Toronto on August 24th and 25th. But you know, back back to uh, to what you're doing and you know the focus around experiences. One of the cool things to me about Flip My Funnel, and, and you mentioned earlier when you were talking about how people send so many emails today, right? Is that I think what's great about this, this you know, movement that you've created is you're not just using email. You're using various different channels out there to engage with people. Maybe you can talk a little bit about you know, some of those that you've you either tried and failed or tried and, and you're seeing great uptake yep. on. Yeah, no, totally. So one of the channels that we did initially was videos. Um, and I think people underestimate the power of personal touch. I think there this idea of emails, you know, everybody can send emails, but if you send a video and if you personalize it, and those are unscalable, right? You know, there are some, like video art is a great, you know, there are customers and they also do amazing customized video. Um, uh, and we are their customer too. And what, what they're able to do is allow you to do videos at scale. So what we did for our conference is that we would send all of these people personalized videos that actually puts their name in front of um, the video. So they kind of open it and they watch the video and you get your message heard. They may or may not attend or whatever, but we see in the email that they send that email to at least 50 more people or you know 10 more people or whatever number of people in their company or even outside of their company. And you can track all that analytics on the back end as to how much more that video has been watched in that company or by that person. So I think we literally thinking about everything we do how we can do it better so we can cut through the noise. So videos has been a great, great way for us. And we would put our personality out there. Like, you know, I'll have myself kind of literally do a video for like the top 30 companies in that location and saying, hey, um, you know, Dell, would love for you guys to come and join our conference. Here are the speakers. And I wanted to personally invite you. And I will call out their names. So when you do that, you know that the other person at least, you know, understood that you took the time to know who you are and stuff. And videos has been great. We just signed up with uh, with Uberflip, so I'm I'm very very excited to try a lot of the a lot of the different things that that Uberflip has to offer. So I'm I think I'm going to reserve that for the next one when we actually have uh, some great things to start um, because we want to make the content interactive, and I think people need to 
to realize that interactive things is, is going to be really, really awesome for people. The third thing is the Slack community. That has become our really a go-to place. So the first time we did the conference, we were like, holy shit, how are we going to get people to attend our conference? Like nobody knows about us, right? And now that we have gone around different cities and now we have like a really healthy group of uh, people in our Slack community, every time we put a new conference together or new content together or something like that, we know our most of it, you know, you know, fans are in the Flip My Funnel Slack community and they are the one that we want to make sure that get the content or sneak peek first. And we always make sure they feel special. We always make sure they get the first choice at, you know, uh, at attending conference or the best price or whatever we are doing, we give them the first shot at it. And that has become like, they are talking about us all day long on all these different channels. So Slack community has been phenomenal for us. And we put, we try to do like, you know, something engaging every single day, every single week. Uh, in that, making sure we recognize people for their contributions. And, and that has really started to bring in, as soon as we put the next conference, like we get a good number of registrations right from our Slack community. So it kind of eases off the pressure when you think about how do we get more people at the conference and things like that. So, and, and then the last one is kind of the virtual summit. Um, so by doing, instead of doing like those creepy, like crazy virtual summits where you have to log into everything and then you can only attend something at some time, what we did was we just opened up all the videos at one in one day, right? Like every, they can watch any video they want. And as a matter of fact, if they want, we will send them like food or for lunch or pizza or something like that at their office so that they can not only watch by themselves, but they can bring their entire sales and marketing team together. Uh, I know Uberflip did that. And I know a lot of other companies, like we have like 50 other companies who did that, which was awesome. And they sent us photos of like, hey, look, we got our entire marketing team. Thanks for the pizza. We're enjoying the sessions. And just that level of engagement, like everything you do, you can really kind of take it up a notch and, and, and add that experience part of it, which is what we all are super passionate about. What is the experience that we're giving in the Slack community in the, on the virtual summit? And how can we stand apart and make it really unique to them so they feel like they, you know, we, we kind of did something right by them? I think you hit on a couple brilliant things there because I, I think for me, most of the usages of Slack that I've seen, it's more internal. Like, okay, let's get this for this segment of our team or for the entire company and then we can have different groups and channels and all the different things you can do within Slack. But to use that to build a powerful community that are kind of your first source of influencers and touching the content or collaborating on the content, I think that is a fairly brilliant approach. And I'm curious for everyone listening, how can, or what did you learn in that process of trying to build that community in a new place, much less the event? And you talked about, like, how are we going to get people to find out about this? But getting people in a channel where you have a captive audience and you can share ideas and get feedback, what did you learn from that process? I think the biggest thing that we have started to learn is that we have to give, like, you know, I, I'll go on this, you know, you talked about Gary Vaynerchuk before we started this, um, and I'm a huge fan of him, and, you know, I think most people know about his book on jab, 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 right hook. I think what we learn is that that we need to really practice that every single time. So the Slack community, if we just put a Slack community and have people join, and if we just expect them to engage, that's not going to happen. And, and what we had to do was make it every day, a point every single day to put something that's of value to people. So like we would put a stat out there like, hey, we just heard this or we would essentially 
uh, every single day we are starting to now recognize like hey did you see this great content it has nothing to do with flip my funnel or it's not on flip my funnel at all for that matter it is on somebody else's website that is either part of the flip my community or very well respected and say did you guys look at this piece of content from so-and-so company or so-and-so person and and that starts a, a very open conversation so what we realized was we initially started off saying great these people are a huge fan of flip my funnel and as long as you know you know they are all part of the community they're going to start talking well somebody has to kind of you know start that because everybody's busy and somebody has to add value to their day otherwise nobody's going to come there every single day um, so what we believe is that knowing that they are the right people, we have to make a deliberate choice of focusing on putting really good value add content and doesn't have to be created by us. And that was a big thing that we learned is like, we don't have to put so much pressure on ourselves to, to say that we have to be the curators and the creators creators of the greatest content. We realize that we can be the curators of the greatest content and let's just make sure that we have the best content that would apply to this philosophy and these people would see value. We want to put that every single day. And every time we do that, we get we get amazing reactions and it hits somebody as you know, like somebody would say, Oh man, thanks for sharing. That's perfect. I was trying to figure this thing out. And that makes our day. That's all we want to see one thumbs up every day. That's kind of our internal goal. If one somebody likes what we're doing every day, and if it's just one, we think that we did something right. It's one by one that we want to make sure that we win people's heart and keep going. That's great. And and just for the record, our, I know our team did enjoy lunch that day. And I thought that was genius to, to send the lunch. I, to be honest, I was like, why did we pay for lunch <laughs> for everyone to watch? And someone's like, no, 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 no we didn't pay. So I, I, th- I thought that was great. Um, oh, thank you. you know, Bit of a bit of a tangent off where we've been, but it, you know, I, I've always wondered this with some companies, and a lot of companies always want to have this secondary brand where they can build content, they can build authority, and you, you always try and do it. I, I think you guys have executed really well, and you have so much momentum. How do you balance though? Now that you have that, you know, the flip my funnel brand versus the terminus brand, and how do you get the two to intersect? Yeah, um, and pull terminus content in there without ruining the purity that that flip my funnel has become. What happened was we were, we were doing so much flip my funnel that our terminus brand we didn't really do much. Our website was shit, uh, and the ter- and flip my funnel looked awesome. And if you go to terminus, it looked like a piece of shit. So it was really really awkward moment with some of our investor conversation. But anyway, we got through that. Uh, but that that does happen, right? And we did go so far right that we could we did not keep our eyes, you know, on some of those things. At the end of the day, it served us well. It's serving as well, uh, and people recognize and, and appreciate the way we're doing it, and and bringing even the competitors, right? And that's one thing that we're doing is. Uh, every single flip my phone uh, you know conference we have our today or in future competitors coming in and speaking so we, we're not shying away we're actively reaching out to every single company that's in account-based marketing engages speaks at everyone lean data speaks at every single one um, like we want them to be there because these are the right kind of these are the people who are creating amazing content so so we're bringing competitors at our conference to come and speak and give them the stage, like the main stage, so that they can actually have the voice and, and, the, and they bring their own customers to talk about a real story that they're, they're trying to do. Um, so, so I think to answer your question more directly on, on the brand side, what we recently did was I have Nikki, who, who essentially pretty much was one woman army uh, for the entire last year. And that's all we had, like one person in marketing who was doing all of this. And now we have a you know, few more people. 
So I have Nikki now focus 100% on Flip My Funnel. That's her job. She shouldn't consider or care about Terminus. She should only focus on Flip My Funnel. As a matter of fact, we made her title as director of Flip My Funnel, and her job is to build a category. That's it. So she's now thinking of building a university for Flip My Funnel on the book that we just released on account-based marketing um, and, and bring in like the top people who can talk about specific topics in that. So she's doing nothing but focusing on Flip My Funnel. And we have to make that choice. Is it worth it? And if we make sure that this person knows that their goal is to build Flip My Funnel community, they won't be distracted by terminal stuff. And at the same time, I have another person just exactly the same level as her focusing 100% on building Terminus brand. And, and we are asking them to like look at each other as partners. Like Nick, Terminus needs to say, hey, we need this content on Flip My Funnel or Flip My Funnel say, hey, no, 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 that's too Terminus heavy. We can't do that. We want to have good content. So we're creating goals for these guys. One, to build a category goal. And then for another person, Lauren, to build Terminus brand as their goal for this quarter. And we're going to give it a try and see where we go. Awesome. I love that. And you've talked a lot about the story of Flip My Funnel and the story of Terminus and how you differentiate between the two. And one of our amazing sponsors is Park Howell with the Business of Story podcast. It's a Convince and Convert production, but every single episode, they work on taking content marketing to even further by focusing on the stories of your team, your company, and your vision. So Park has pulled together a stellar lineup of storytellers that span across all industries from Hollywood to B2B. And their insights can help take your business content from meh to wow. And you can find more at businessofstory.com. Well, our time is quickly ending. And there's one question we always like to ask, Sangram. And it is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, uh, man, uh, it, it, this was kind of my, my childhood dream to, and I, I think at some point I'll, I'll definitely pick that up, uh, you know, if I have some money. Uh, I really wanted to be a pilot and I really wanted to be kind of be in the sky and kind of have a chance to look at the world in a completely different way. I think, and I think a lot of it is what we as marketers um, or, you know, founders of companies try to do is to try to take a step back and look at the world and look at everything that's happening in the world around us in a different view. And it's hard to do. Um, and I try to do that like virtually in my head is like taking a step back. I think just, being on top of the world and just seeing what the world looks like from a completely different perspective will be so cool. And it'd be awesome if I could be the one driving that or flying that plane. So that's that's one of my dreams, uh, my childhood dream and, and still is a dream, something that I look forward to doing one day. I love that. My stepbrother actually just received his pilot's license and I worked for someone before who had a little small plane and was a retired helicopter pilot and we flew to a business meeting and it was pretty cool just hopping yeah. on a small plane and flying into the airport by yourself. It was pretty neat. But surprisingly, you don't want to see other planes if you're on a small <laughs> plane. If you see another plane, it means, well, they're, they're a little too close to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is the reason why there needs to be certification and all that. So I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks so much for your time, Sangram. I learned a ton. I think everyone will enjoy this podcast. And thank you all for listening. You can find more podcasts at contentprospodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. If you have a few minutes, please do leave us a review. It does shape the shows that we produce. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for joining the Content Pros Podcast. I am Chris Moody from Oracle Marketing Cloud. I've been joined with the amazing co-host Randy Frisch from Uberflip. And Sangram, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.